1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I try to divide my shows into two types. One is more strategy, which you could just need reinforcement from time to time, and one is more topical, daily news, investment ideas, what's happening on Wall Street, and why. Sometimes I'll blend them together. This is a show dedicated to getting you to retirement, and how do you get to retirement? And how do you enjoy a good life? And how do you be the coolest grandparent ever? Kind of my thought. When I fell in love with my spouse, she had a thing for her grandfather. No, not like weirdly. No, she just, she admired him. And on some levels, I don't think she admired her parents. Her grandparents gave her a safe place to be. As a child, she loved going there. Grandfather would hold in his hand, you know, take a hand. And both of them had full-size candy bars, or both of them had $20 bills. Pretty generous dude. But he was also a man who came from a world of hard work. He moved west as a young man. He worked at a gas station. Someone at the gas station said you should buy land. He bought land. He put avocados on it. He put an oil well on it, because land that he bought on happened to be in Southern California and had oil underneath it. He expanded his business model. He Lived till he was in his late 90, uh, early 90s. His spouse lived till she was in her early 90s, just a couple of years past him. Very frugal man, paid for all the grandkids to go to school, college, uh, made sure that his three children had what they needed. Um, But he had one egg and half a piece of toast every day. He was that kind of simple. She admired him enormously. So I want you to be that kind of grandparent because I've never seen such beauty and love in my life as that of the easy love for a grandparent who gives a child from age zero to 18 kind of that safe place to be. I liked it. I didn't have uh, grandparents. My father was an orphan and my mother's father died when she was two or three. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't have. What? No, that's how did I say that wrong? Oh, yeah, yeah. So then my grandmother had Alzheimer's disease when I was uh, like three or four and dead by the time I was seven or eight, nine. So I didn't have grandparents. I had one grandmother, but I saw her three times in my life maybe. And it was a deteriorating health. So sometimes I'm going to talk about things like that. What are your goals? Sometimes I'm going to talk about how to get to those goals of being a great grandparent, investing. Planning for retirement, understanding your taxes, personal finance issues that may be unique to you, your business, wealth creation. Every now and then, one of those things in life hits you when you have children. You say to yourself, you know, um, you just want a healthy child. And not every person on the planet gets healthy children. So this time, let's talk about special needs. And... When I had children, you know, you don't know the, the feeling of, uh, of relief until you hear the doctor say, 10 fingers, 10 toes. You're like, sweet. Uh, how many eyes? <laughs> like three or four. Like, <laughs> but you get the idea. Parents of children who have special needs are busy people. They would sleep better at night if they took the time to complete some really, really simple tasks for the children's future. And this is also people who have children. But special needs, I think we have to, like, in our back of our mind, think that they may need help longer than your own children, than healthy children. I don't know. Am I, If I say this wrong, I am so sorry. I.e., who will care for my child who has a special needs when we're gone? If he's not able to financially be independent, how much do we need to have saved for him? And I'm not just talking about kids in wheelchairs and cerebral palsy. I'm talking about Aspergers and um, kids on the spectrum who probably won't be able to hold a job as easily as kids who are not on the spectrum. And that's one area where I don't have a healthy child. I've got one who's a kind of on the spectrum with uh, what's called surface dyslexia. Um, don't want to talk too much about that, but because he needs to be unique to himself. But go look up surface dyslexia, and you'll go ooh. That's a little different. And I think I had surface Alexia. And I think I grew out of it. Or I learned how to cope with it. Okay, see, I'm just talking more than I wanted to. Uh, but also, I think that's why I'm very unique as a storyteller. So I've got a unique child and I've got a uh, kid that likes everything normal child. So have a will if you have children with special needs, especially. And name a guardian of your child. Me and my wife's Fighted. We we fought. Fighted. <laughs> Sorry, English teacher from seventh grade. My spouse fought over a guardian. She wanted her sister. And I was like, nope, she lives in L.A. She has a husband who's kind of uh, how she always does, not have a job. And uh, then she wanted her cousin. And I'm like, nope, I want my sister. My sister is the most normal person you'll ever meet in your life. School teacher, two kids, kind of boring. Um, her excitement is taking... Hula classes or belly dancing. Um, it didn't help that there were some problems with her family and me early on because she had a special situation that she came out of after a car accident. So, have a current will and name a guardian. This is so important for anyone if you're ever going to get into a car or an airplane with just your spouse. And what we decided on eventually was we wanted our neighbors, not our family. We wanted the people that we cared about in our community so that our kids could stay in the community with their friends. And we actually set it up so that the neighbors that we chose would get a windfall for taking care of our kids till they were 18. And then they would get a windfall from at 25, 35, and 45, as well as college paid for. So I set it up as if my kids were going to need my help and my guidance and my, my belief system was a neighbor who raised beautiful kids and he was so honored that I chose him. Um, have you ever had this thought? And if you have a child with special needs, maybe they can't go grocery shopping on their own. Maybe they can't hold a job. Maybe they've got physical disabilities that prevent this and cost of living is higher and cost of healthcare will be higher really important that you have a will if not a will a trust i'd prefer a trust over a will think of a trust as a 21st century will think of a will as ye old king left ye old gold pot to his children name a guardian should be reviewed at least every five years more often as life events affect the guardian's ability so my neighbor when he was going to you know he was young enough Grandparents aren't the greatest guardians because they're not necessarily young. Number two, if you have a child with special needs, create a special needs trust. These trusts serve as a variety of purposes, including providing financial oversight, protecting your child from those who may take advantage of them, helping with certain public benefits such as Medicaid and supplemental security. You have to meet with an estate planning attorney. I can refer you to one if you'd like. They'll draft your wills. They should also request that you draft language to leave your assets To your child with special needs and special needs trust. You want adequate life insurance on you if you die early. I know it's a a segment about helping your children with special needs, but. uh, I've got a friend who he is middle income, but in California, that makes him low income or lower middle income. And if he died, his wife would have to go back to work right now. She's raising the child. And she's doing some part-time janitorial work on the weekends when he's able to watch the child. Uh, they are barely getting by. And he is the massive breadwinner. One minute. I have term life insurance. And I i, I slap. I didn't slap him, but I, I literally slap. No, no, I i figure uh, figuratively slapped him. So like, you've got to get at least a million dollars just in case, you know, you keel over dead. If, let's say a car hits you. You and your your spouse and your, your surviving child would be down the creek. And if you have money set aside for your child, you should consider um, how to achieve a better life experience account. This account can be set up through a state-sponsored program and allows you to save and invest after-tax dollars. Any growth from these funds can be accessed tax-free for the benefit of your child with special needs. If you need any help on any of this, I can help you. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. This is what CFP, Certified Financial Planners, do for you. They get to know you and your situations. I'm Rob Black. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's
1: robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. One thing that I promise you is that you're going to get 10 to 15 hours of financial content a week. Sometimes it's going to be blended in with a personal life. Sometimes it's going to be fantastic. And you're going to say that was genius in it off the Smithsonian. It's the national archives. Some t- days you're going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I've heard that one, Mr. Black. I get it. I'm not a sports show. I'm not going to debate who if, who is Joe Montana better than Steve Young for the one millionth time. I'm not going to talk about things that are inane to you. I'm going to try to talk about things that might mean something to you. It doesn't always work so well, but I do try. Um, one area that I'm fascinated with is where am I going to live when I retire? And I used to have a very different answer in my 20s and 30s. And then getting married and having kids, I can't exactly make that my thing. You've heard CFP Chad Burton on this show. And on his show, New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton, you can get it at Apple iTunes or the Google Store. Um, podcasts are a great, great time killer, especially if you play something like video games, listen to a little podcast, play a little video games. Um, His dad lives out of the country. And I don't know all the circumstances, but I think one of it that, uh, his sisters lives out of the country with the dad. And I think they're, I don't want to say hippies. But I think they're kind of living a chill lifestyle. Um, I think there's some religious angle to it. Not a hundred percent sure of that. I think there was in the United States. I don't know if when he moved overseas if it transferred. But I once did a show on, and I jokingly did this. I said I wanted to retire in Tonga. And the reason I wanted to retire in Tonga was because the average height of someone in Tonga is like four foot eleven or five foot two. And I said, I'm going to start a basketball league in Tonga, and I'm going to be the only person who's six foot and everyone's going to be five foot. And that's going to be my days of retirement. And I changed it through the years of I want mules and I want to play mule basketball on an island with uh, the Islanders and have my own league. That Yes, you ride on a mule and play basketball on a mule. Kind of even it out, right? But I still want a taller mule than others. It's kind of a joke thought to get you to where do you want to live from age 60 to 100. Um, first thing, not first thing my spouse said, she was that she wanted a big RV and she wants to drive around the country when we retire. I'm like, I, I, I'm not the best driver of big things, like, I'm the guy who's afraid to hit, like, oh, well, I'm gonna turn right, I'm gonna hit a stop sign. And I, so, the bigger the vehicle gets, I'm a little bit more weird valve, and then you drive down to la one day and you see an accident in the middle of the uh, intersection it's a, a big rv that's been cut in half <laughs> and you're like how did it get cut in half i bet no one survived that you're like i don't really want an rv but it brings up what do you do in retirement um especially if you haven't saved enough jokingly i'll say on the show you know my first worst case scenario will be tonga because it's got the lowest cost of living in the world. Not because there's short people there, but because your money can go further for the longest amount of time. And there's a beach. Second idea that I had was something a little bit more along the lines of, well, if I had to, I'd retire in Arkansas. And I would become a dentist in Arkansas because I didn't retire where I wanted to, so I don't have a lot of money. So in Arkansas, i will become a dentist. And the joke is, why do they have toothbrushes? uh why don't they have teeth bro? it's the easiest job in the world to be a dentist because you only have to clean one tooth in arkansas to dutch i know you're saying that's not very nice and you're going to go to he double toothpicks probably will. but again i'm just trying to get the idea of where do you want to live living in near the coast in california then moving to arkansas would be oh i would not be happy and right now everyone not everyone but two big retirement destinations are still arizona and florida And if you look at the recent heat wave in America, you're like, ooh, I don't know if I want to be 72 years old living in that. Getting out of your house, you're going to melt into a puddle of goo. Or you're going to be running the air conditioner all day long, which is okay. I get it. I know it's got the cheaper tax rates, but it's also just too hot for me. As I've gotten older, I don't really enjoy the sun as much as I used to. And I'd prefer cooler temps or more temperate temps than hot. But, okay, so I was reading uh, some articles on a 52-year-old, retiree who left the United States for Portugal and his family. They spend $2,400 a month. They cut their expenses by about 50%. At age 41 years old, he retired from a six-figure career in law. His wife joined him in retirement four years later after quitting her job as a nurse. By the time she retired in 2015, their portfolio of high-yielding stocks and mutual funds paid roughly $130,000 a year in dividends, which covered most of their living expenses in Washington, D.C. Then he, his wife, and daughter took a trip to Portugal, capital city. I think it's correctly pronounced Lisboa, but we pronounce it Lisbon. Again, Mercedes versus Mercedes. It's it's kind of weird when you get into pronunciations of languages and how we Americanize things. But he goes to Lisbon, he takes a little bit of a vacation and he says, We love the city. So they packed up and moved and retired in Lisbon. Um one-way ticket. I mean full full on committed. And the first thing that he noticed was living expenses were much lower than the United States. It's considered one of the ch- cheapest countries to live in Western Europe on average compared to life back in the United States. They've cut their expenses by 50%. They have a two-bedroom, one-bath, 1,300-square-foot apartment. Uh, they got it for 500,000 euros with no mortgage. So you could tell that he had some wealth, and he decided to dedicate it by being affirmative in his move and being affirmative by buying a home. Um one of his favorite bargains that he talked about was bags of fresh fruit and vegetables for the cheap, warm loaf of bread made with its own heirloom wheat, cost only four bucks. And every penny is worth the fruit, the uh, bread. Like he's all about it. So he went through a budget. I was going through his budget and he went through a gourmet market. A typical lunch at the town square. Um, maybe he's spending $14 to $15 per person. Where that's easy to spend that on one piece of food in the United States. I told you that I have a friend who's freaked out about paying 20 bucks for chicken farm because when she was a little girl, they used to pay 12 bucks for chicken farm. And she's like, I am not paying 20 bucks. Like she thinks millionaires do that. And I'm like, okay. But the phone in the internet was about 80 bucks a month. Water and electricity, about 175. Housing with property taxes, insurance and maintenance, about 400. Groceries, about 400. So he came up with a budget. I kind of like that, and he wrote it down. European taxes tend to be very high, but unlike other countries like France, Italy, Portugal, doesn't impose wealth, inheritance, or state taxes. You're considered a Portuguese taxpayer if you reside more than 183 days in a single calendar year in Portugal. U.S. citizens are always liable for U.S. income taxes, but they save on state and local income taxes. Plus, their property tax bill in Portugal is a fraction of what it was in the United States. 30. He loves the low-cost, high-quality health care, and he loves the low crime rates. I will tell you, that's the first time anyone's inspired me with a thought on retirement. Go somewhere without crime. I, that thought has never even come into my head. Never even thought it coming come into my head. But with the headlines we see in the United States, doesn't it sound kind of nice to not be worried about being taken down by an AR-15? Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show.
1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing into more. Thanks for listening to the show. It is wildly appreciated. You've probably saved me a lot in therapists, although I've spent a lot in therapists in my life. I believe in therapy. I think it helps a lot of people. Don't knock people and do it if you can. I know you're saying, okay, that's quite a start. <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's take a look at the markets. The NASDAQ was up one and a half percent yesterday. Follow through. We're having a good July. We're having a good week. SP 500 was up six tenths of 1%. The Dow was up fractions. Ten year treasury sits at 3.03%, telling us the economy is getting better. It doesn't need as much help. The lower that rate, when you see the tenure at two and a half, two percent 2%, it says, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Bitcoin's having a bit of a reprieve, sitting at 23,398. Now that you've seen Bitcoin in the last two years go from 20,000 to 60,000 back to 20,000, how do you feel about it? Elon Musk said, we were not going to sell any of our Bitcoin, only to sell Bitcoin 15 days later. Um, do you trust Elon Musk anymore, and should you? Um Coinbase was a big winner as Bitcoin is recovering. Coinbase is like the super heavily leveraged play on Bitcoin. Still not my thing, but could be yours. Um just throw that down there for you. Let's hit some of the headlines today, if we may. Biden, Joe Biden is holding off on emergency action on climate. We are hearing some crazy stories on climate. Airport shutting down because their dry uh, runways are melting. Highest temperatures ever on record in London, where you think of it as aren't they white and pasty like Rob? Are they gonna be able to hold up to that kind of heat? This isn't Jamaica. This isn't the equator. Nope. Um, I come from a long line of white and pasty people. And <laughs> I do not burn well. I'm not the I'm not like movie entertainment, but pretty darn close. I'm the guy who wears a swim shirt everywhere I go in Hawaii. And everyone's like, hey, I've never seen your elbows before. Nope. Media company FaZe Clan went public via SPAC yesterday. What's interesting about this is FaZe is one of those groups of kids that get together and play competitive video games. And they do a lot of videos. There is a business model there for sure. You have star athletic talent. People are the best in the world at video games. You've got people like my children who will watch people who are star athletic talent in video games. Then you get people who are supporting this, like Snoop Dogg, rapper Lil Yachty, um, and others, and you can see there's well. There's money, there's sports teams, there's competitive play, there's prize money, there's watching it on TV with sponsors. There's a lot going on there. So who would have thought that FaZe Clan now I'm not going to jump into this one just because it's a video game story and I like the story of video game success, but no, 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 I don't like SPACs. I'd like to see the company Phase Clan be private for a few years, then go public and show the world how they how they did in the last few years. These reverse SPACs, I just I, I kind of feel like, ooh, that just doesn't feel good. 20% of U.S. adults said that political violence is justified in some circumstances. Half the respondents to a recent survey said they expect the U.S. to break out in civil war soon. <laughs> is violence really the answer there? Um, I don't know. There used to be in the eighties, Ron Reagan and Tip O'Neill. Tip O'Neill was the Massachusetts Democrat who was the Democrats of Democrats. And Ronald Reagan was Republican of Republicans and, They'd regularly go out for beers, and I don't think they hit each other, but I don't know if we could do that anymore. Tesla, which topped profit expectations despite shutdowns in its China factory, disclosed it converted 75% of its Bitcoin holdings. More on Tesla later. The price of existing homes in the United States surged to a record of 416000 last month, even as sales are starting to dwindle. In China, they're now creating a new job. You can become a bridesmaid and they'll rent you out for other people's weddings. I think I could do that. I could be a, if people want to rent me out as their cool friend, I'll come to your wedding and just talk money with people. And I'll go, oh yeah, I know Tom. Tom, I go way back. Apple's going to pay some customers up to $395 after settling a class action lawsuit over their butterfly keyboards. Customers who have had to replace the keyboard since 2015 will be eligible for that payout. Who even knew, right? A TikToker and his pet ducks made about $178,000 from brand deals. There is one area that has totally got away from me. It's being a social influencer. And I look at it and I see the ups and I see the downs. And my children say they want to be social influencers. I'm like, eh, give yourself some time. But if you want to do it, I'll support and I'll be a writer for your show. Meta being sued by a VR company. Get this, that is named Meta. <laughs> Whoops. The 12-year-old VR company is suing Facebook's parent company, accusing the tech giant of stealing its name and the Metaverse brand. Uh, don't know if that has any credibility, but it just goes to show you, like, this always seems to happen. If you grew up playing the Sega Genesis 2, there's a Sega Genesis 2 replica coming out on the classic gaming console. Uh, Relaunch on October 27th. Sega was my first console. ti-99 was my first computer i think is the right way of saying this maybe the amiga the atari 2600 was kind of a console but it wasn't Um, i guess sega was my first modern console where the atari 2600 was my first like i grew up with a joystick in my hand and for the record it didn't rot my brain it didn't make me fat it didn't make me lazy i think it created stories in my head Mortgage demand is at a 22-year low. That means last time Americans were this discouraged by the housing market, George W. Bush was starting his first term as president. And gallon gas was about fifty. So not a good day to be a mortgage lender. Probably not a great day to be a, a real estate agent when you see volume of sales going down. There's a lot of headline news that we're going to have to get to. Amazon's getting deeper and deeper into the healthcare industry, but I'm going to save that for the second segment today because we have the ECB raising their key lending rates by 50 basis points, their first rate hike in 11 years, 25 basis points was expected. So they're doing the interest rate bazooka. The Bank of Japan left its key policy rate unchanged. They're actually, if you're saving money in a bank, you're actually losing 10 basis points. They're taking your money away to keep it at a safe bank. Weird, right? Russia resumed their gas flows to Europe through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, although it reduced volumes seen before the planned maintenance period, kind of testing what they can get away with and what they can't get away with. Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi, he resigned after being unable to garner agreement on a coalition government. Um, I think we all saw how the Trump administration clashed with typical politics in the United States. A lot of clashes politically are happening all around the world where traditional meets upstart. Microsoft the latest high-profile company to say that it plans to slow hiring. Tesla topped expectations, but margins did decline. More competition. Initial jobless claims came in at 250000 for the first time since last November. Oil futures have slumped below $100 a barrel. It's sitting at $96 a barrel. There's a lot going on. And we're in earnings season. AT&T, United Airlines, American Airlines, Dow, DR Horton, Travelers, Blackstone, Nation, Las Vegas, Sands, CSX, Union Pacific, Freeport, Mac Moran, Copper and Gold, um, all came out with numbers, and we'll, we'll bite into those a little bit. So far, earnings are okay. Not great, but definitely not horrible either. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. RobBlackShow.com Billionaire investor Mike Novogratz said he was darn wrong about leverage risks in the crypto industry. He said it turned out to be a full-fledged credit crisis with complete liquidation, huge damage on confidence in space. He remains bullish on Bitcoin. He expects it to eventually hit $500,000. <clears> is the phrase? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not against Mike Novogratz. I've heard him talk before. He's a smart person. He lays down a smart argument. But crypto kind of became a religion in the last two years. And Miami Beach, well, Miami Beach became the hot spot. And Miami was like, well, let's take a look at San Francisco. They got their tech giants. And let a look at New York. They've got their media giants and tech giants now. Miami wants to be famous for something. So their mayor's like, hey, let's be crypto city. And the thing that I don't like about Mike Novogratz is he is one of the people in the bully pulpits of the Church of What's Working Now. And after crypto goes from 20,000 to 60,000, 60, to 20,000, he goes, whoops, I was darn wrong about leverage risks in the crypto industry. One thing that I will never try to do on this show is potentially hurt you. I won't have you hit a home run, but I won't have you strike out either. Crypto startup blockchain lays off 25% of their staff as more fallout spreads in the crypto world. Crypto firm blockchain is laying off 25% of its staff, equivalent to about 150 roles. Most layoffs about 44% affect employees in Argentina, while 26% are based in the United States and 16% in the UK. There is a bit of incestuous relationships going on in the crypto world. Where the lenders buy bitcoins, and they lend bitcoins to you and you give them cash and the cash goes to more bitcoin. And then you get a divorce and your wife says, I want half of everything. So you have to sell half of your bitcoin. You're like, oh, I just found out that the company I lent my money to and gave my money to and they lent it out to other people, they didn't have proper coverage. And it starts to become what Mike Novogratz, billionaire investor, said was, I was darn wrong about leverage. That doesn't do a lot of people a hill of good. I'm just being cautious. It's a trillion dollar industry again, going from 3 trillion to about 800 million back up to a trillion in valuation. That's cute, but it's not that big and there's leverage in it, so we don't know what the true value is. Some people see 0, some people see $500,000 per coin. I don't think we go there. I do, like I've said recently on this show, I've seen so many financial professionals leave their job. I don't go to cocktail parties, but let's pretend I'm on the cocktail party circuit. And I'm making the rounds of the big martini. And I'm talking to all the spouses, uh, the wives, because the husbands are off doing their crypto projects. And the wives are like, my husband's in crypto. My husband's a lawyer for crypto. My, my husband's an investor in crypto. My husband's an inventor in crypto. Most of the entrepreneurs in crypto I've met seem to have a little bit of a screw loose approach to the world, which is not a bad thing to say, but it's not exactly a compliment either. Um, Tesla converted 75% of its Bitcoin purchase into normal currency after staying in for all of one month. I caution you on the leverage, and I, I, I'm not against you going 1% to 5%. That's where I, I'm stealing from Mark Cuban's thoughts. That's the way to go. If it turns out to be a a winner, you got 10 years ahead of you, you get 500000 You don't need everything you own to go that direction, which I see all too often. Of which, for the record, I got a letter from a prisoner, an ex-prisoner. And I got to be careful what I say here because I don't want the guy mad at me. Uh, But ultimately, his email came to me. He says, I'm 63. I've spent 27 years in prison. I have nothing but $200. How do I invest? And I gave him a good response. I said, I could send you some basic concepts. Um, not sure that you can make, I could be much help turning $200 at age 63 into retirement. It's not going to be realistic. You're going to probably want to work until the day you die or figure out a way to stretch your ability to have income, Cut your costs. At 63, unless he's making a hundred thousand and living on five, he's not going to be able to fund himself into a millionaire. When you earn money and you take out your living expenses, what do you have left over to invest? $200 is not enough. And this is not a typo. So I said, you know, you should look at acorns, you should start setting up regular recurring investments of $100 a week, $200 a month, whatever it is you have. In theory, money doubles every 7.2 years, so $200 is going to turn into $400 by the time you're 70, and that's not enough to retire. I know you're saying, ooh, I bet the advertisers love this segment, Rob, where you talk about your 63-year-old listener who has $200. I'm not doing it for the advertisers right now. He sends an email back to me that says, you might be mistaken. I'm not preparing for retirement. I want to aggressively grow what little I have I have no matter for risk. Can you guide me? And the answer is no. I'm not that Buddha, that guru. If you want it, hey, Mike Novogratz says Bitcoin's going to 500,000. Buy $200 of Bitcoin, go to Coinbase, you figure it out. But I want to do it. I think that's uh, not the right way of approaching things, of trying to hit home runs or be aggressive. And that translates into everything we see in our life. So, I like moderation and moderation. I'm not very speculative. Ford is preparing to slash 8,000 jobs. That move is intended to fund more money towards the EV transition. Hawaii is getting some big swells. They're clo- closing some beaches because of danger. I would stink if your big first vacation was to Hawaii and the beaches were closed. Your first big vacation in a while is probably the way I want to say that. NASDAQ has been leading the U.S. stock market higher after Netflix earnings raised hopes for the tech sector. We are in earnings season pretty hardcore right now. Um, That happens every 90 days. And we get to see how bad the economy is by the lens of our financial companies, by the lens of our consumer discretionary companies, by the lens of our consumer staples companies, we could watch inflation. Bank of America is talking about Amazon, saying Amazon announced the acquisition of One Medical this morning for $18 a share. The deal represents a 76% premium. Primarily, it's got legacy consumer and enterprise segment, 728,000 members. One Medical is planned to expand into 29 markets comprising 40% of the U.S. population by next year. All the Amazon moving into healthcare headlines have caused intermittent pressure on drugstores. This presents more consolidated competition than necessarily some significant additional fear factor. Um, So some analysts are coming out and defending CVS today and Walgreens Boot Alliance. Where there's already kind of a village MD scale mode going on. So CVS is trying to set up clinics in their office, in their retail space, as is Walgreens. And... Amazon wants to get into that business model too. Fascinating, right? United Airlines is not doing us any favors today. Shares are down 8.5% after missing second quarter earnings estimates and saying that future growth is going to be stymied by cost pressures. President Biden has tested positive for COVID-19, experiencing very mild symptoms. I don't know if there's an investment angle out of this. Like, oh, I bet a lot of seniors are going to go get boosted. Pfizer and Moderna. Or if there'll be another push for lockdowns. I don't think so. But I do know that we don't know. And the first thing I thought of is I wonder if he's going to run for president uh two years i wonder if this is going to be his step aside my health went bad on me and like then we get into who would run who could win republicans or democrats interesting right all because a little covid oh by the way i saw the most fascinating insight on um you know snap that they're getting the desktop Snap is really a mobile app. It's always been a mobile app. Snap has said that, hey, we're more of a camera company than we are a mobile app. They don't really want to be social media, but they're getting into desktop. And Zoom yesterday fell a little bit because it's thought that millennials will now want to snap with each other on video calls. And that'll lead to five, 10 years from now that your manager at a company you're working for will say, hey, does everyone want to get on a Snap instead of a Zoom? Old people Zoom snap young people. Young people grow older. As they grow older, they take their products with them. Zoom would be eventually priced down in the future. Do I think that's going to happen? Too early to tell. One minute. Amazon and Rivian plan to bring thousands of custom electric deliveries to more than 100 cities by the end of the year. You're starting to see Rivian vans, electric vans, hit the road for Amazon. And they expect to continue to expand. Um PayPal is moving towards the highs of the day. PayPal was a company that a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, we were talking about how it could become a vertical. If they can get like a ticket company, if they can get some social that they could do the all-in-one app. You can do your banking and your social all in one app. So anyway, PayPal has an activist investor sniffing around the company at this point in time. I'm like, Twitter's like, hey, we, we had an activist investor named Elon. Don't let him be your activist investor. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.